Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Should a dating couple do premarital counseling? Today we're going to talk about why people are against it, five reasons why we think you should, and then also answer that question, when should we start premarital counseling as a dating couple? So talking about why people are against it. Yeah, we've heard quite a few things. Yes. So I think the one that stands out or that that people have told us is, you know what? It, it just might ruin the surprise. Of the, of the of proposal. Of the engagement, yeah. Yeah. So I think this is kind of a, a funny argument against it just because um, I don't think anybody's really truly surprised. They know it's coming or they ought to, right? Well, actually, I think back in the day, people were surprised. Like premarital counseling wasn't a thing, at least in our church circles 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. Like maybe you had a check-in meeting with the pastor, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think people back in the day were quite surprised. Like, really? Like, you want to marry me? Like, it was it was a big surprise. Nowadays, and we're we are a proponent of this perspective. You shouldn't be surprised that somebody wants to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're surprised that they want to marry you, you have not had the right conversations to prepare yourself to get married. Yeah, and that's just reflected from all the conversations that we've had with premarital counseling or with premarital couples. Right. Um, We've seen many, 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 and most of them uh, know, and I'm talking about the dating, most of them know it's coming because they're having uh, conversations that really do enlighten both of them to know, uh, like, hey, we're going in this direction. And I think... For the man, he doesn't want to be disappointed in, you know, if he asks, hey, would you marry me and get the no. <laughs> so then the guy is pretty sure in order to get that assurance, there has to be have there, there's conversations that have been had yeah. that enlighten both of them on here. This is where we are. This is where we're going. And can the details and the fun of a proposal be a surprise? Of course. Yeah. Keep that from her, you know, and yeah. plan it, make it big, make it fun, make it special. And that can be a surprise. Hopefully the day of it li- is a little bit of a surprise until she senses that something's right. a bit fishy. Um, but the fact that you are being proposed to ought not be a surprise ladies like you should know that a proposal is coming coming soon but you don't know the day nor the hour (laughs) (laughs) right and that's the surprise and the way it's done i think that's the surprise but the fact that people are going that direction i don't think that ought to be a surprise exactly the second question that we or actually 
not question, but the second uh, argument against why dating couples should do premarital counseling is um, it might lead the couple to believe that they're more serious than they really are. We've heard this one a a few times, actually, where a dating couple has wanted to do premarital counseling and then someone in their life um, will tell them or us like, "Mm, like, I'm hesitant to let them or hesitant to encourage that because I don't want them to think that they're more serious than they are. Now, of course, we're not talking about 15 year olds getting premarital counseling. okay? Um, but if they are of age to get married and we'll talk more about when you should uh, get premarital counseling as a dating couple. But if they're of age to get married and they have some things they want to address in premarital counseling, um, man, by all means, address these things before engagement. Think about um, all the pomp and circumstance around a, a proposal, especially with social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is shouted from the rooftops. It's on everyone's social media pages. There's all these likes and comments and a lot of pressure is involved with that. Mm-hmm. How much pressure can you relieve if you address some of the hard stuff before engagement or avoid engagement? And we'll talk more about that mm-hmm. um, because you went to premarital counseling as a dating couple and you didn't shout from the rooftops that you were going to get with this person and now you're not and all the embarrassment that can come with that. Right. So we actually see successful premarital counseling being um, enlightening the couple on what marriage would look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, given their circumstance and who they are. And and so if that leads, now here's the big deal. If it leads to a, a break, a breakup or um, a, an engagement that breaks up, we see that as a success. We do. Um, <laughs> you might be like, what? <laughs> well, you know, we're trying to help the couple make the best decision possible. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there are factors that are, contraindicated in a, in an engagement. Like we don't want them to get engaged with certain things that need to be maybe worked out or, um, just deal breakers. Yeah. There, there are several deal deal breakers within, um, within some couples that they need to get those figured out before they think about getting back together. So that leads us to our first reason why we think you should do premarital counseling as a dating couple. Mm-hmm. So number one, you get a trained professional in your corner looking out for red flags before you're even engaged and shouting this from the rooftops. Mm -hmm. So some of those red flags might be addiction, adultery, abuse, Mm -hmm. and there are some others, uh, maybe some personality disorders or mental health issues that need to be worked on prior to engagement or marriage. Um, But those big three A's we talk about, um, they're more prevalent than you might realize. You might be thinking, oh, like I'm on cloud nine, I'm dating this person. There's no addiction, adultery, or abuse going on. Um, Well, you might be surprised by the numbers. In Christian, in conservative Christian circles, 74 to 75%, regardless of male or female, um, of millennials, so in that 18 to 35 category, I guess that age group is moving up every Mm -hmm. year and we still say 18 to 35, um, so like 21-ish to uh, 38-ish. In that category, 74 to 75% of them are dealing with a regular dependency on pornography. That's an addiction, folks. And we could spend a lot of time. Yeah. Don't tell us that addiction. pornography is not an addiction. We can show you the numbers. We can show the science. Actually, science has uh, come a long way in that department yes. because for a while there was no 
uh, studies on addiction and pornography, mm -hmm. but now there are quite a few. And um, I think there was actually 55 studies and all but one showed that uh, pornography is an addiction because it changes areas in the brain mm -hmm. that um, yeah. indicate an addiction. The same neuro neurochemical and neurological brain changes that occurred in 54 of these 55 studies mirror those same brain changes that occurred in substance and chemical dependency addiction um, disorders. So, I mean, we could go on and on about that. So if there's an addiction, here's the, here's the really important part. If there's an addiction, mm -hmm. um, that doesn't just go away. And I, my goodness, I've talked to a lot of couples mm -hmm. and they think, oh my goodness, um, I'm really focused on this person and maybe they're, they try to put their addiction on the back burner and don't pay much attention to it, even though they're still using. Mm -hmm. um, and they think if I get married and we have sex, mm -hmm. that will cure me because I won't need this. Yep. And <clears throat> so common. I think it was a, uh, I think it was. Uh, Gary Wilson, who wrote the book, Your Brain on Porn, he said this. He said that internet porn is as different from sex as a video game is from the game of checkers. <laughs> like video games and checkers are vastly two worlds apart. And so is real sex and pornography. Mm -hmm. And so you, those don't just go away. This is not a pornography episode. episode but just to say... When you have a trained professional walking people through and asking them hard questions and helping people um, kind of see what is there yeah. and giving them opportunity, asking a direct question that maybe the one of the, the partners in the, in, um, in the dating couple mm -hmm. don't really want to ask that hard question. Right. Yeah. Or maybe it's kind of been alluded to but not asked directly. Mm -hmm. We can get real, get down to business. And, and come up even with a treatment plan right there. Exactly. We see those other things, but we can't stress enough how often we see the addiction to pornography pop up in premarital counseling. And especially in church circles, it's once they're engaged, usually. Um, it's not when they're dating. And so there's all this pressure involved with this timeline. Their wedding date's already set. Oftentimes the save the dates are already out. How do we like schedule time and prioritize time and energy to work on the addiction and get them in a healthy place for a healthy marriage. It's uh, close to impossible when they have all those other pressures. And right. so it becomes a checklist item. Right. And, and this is just a big reason for doing the counseling before engagement is um, a lot of people, like you're talking about the pressure that happens, mm -hmm. like, oh, I can't back out of this. Also, a lot of people have given a lot of time up to this point in, or invested a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and so what we're a fan of is like before you do invest a ton of time into this relationship um, and then are really leery about just, you know, throwing it into the wind and breaking up with this person and you've spent all, these all this time and made all these memories and spent all this money and whatever. Um, you could just right up front really be saying like, this is a serious thing for me. Yeah, This isn't something I take for granted. I value you and I want to make sure that I'm not wasting your time. Mm -hmm. And so I really want to, you know, get counseling and you know go down that path so that we can determine like, should we be investing a ton of time into this mm -hmm. or a ton of money or a ton of resources or you get it. So before that investment, so much investment and the worry about, 
um, social shaming and all that other stuff is even there, we can, we can really get around that. And that brings us to reason number two, why we think you should get premarital counseling as a dating couple before you're engaged. So there have been lots of studies done and, um, we'll just quote numbers from one study in particular. Um, but there were 300 and something, um, couples in this study that were, that had done a premarital program and 27% of them actually canceled their weddings, broke up, um, before they ever followed through. And so like this was a longitudinal study and they went to measure the success rates and how happy couples were years down the road. And 27% of them actually never even got married. Again, we see that as a success. If you are a dating couple and you're either really sure and you'd like to solidify that or you're not so sure, go to premarital counseling. You might end up, and I know this doesn't sound like a positive thing, but you might end up canceling before all the social embarrassment and the posting and uh, the questions and all the, the frustrations that can come from a broken engagement. So you can do that ahead of time. Yes. Number three is get empowered with your boundaries. Yes. Um, it kind of connects to the first thing we talked about, but setting up boundaries, what do we do? What do we not do? Um, mm-hmm. I've had just recently had a few people tell me about their engagement stories and there are big red flags at the very beginning. Um, there were, their boundaries were not set. Mm-hmm. So, so one of the, one of the people in the relationship texted other women or texted other men and then that caused trust issues that followed them into their marriage. Yeah. And for some of these people, they were like, I didn't know, I wasn't aware that that was wrong. And then just the defensiveness and everything else just caused a spiral of disconnection, mm-hmm. which followed them into their marriage. So what we say is, you know, getting very, very practical with boundaries of this is what a good marriage looks like. And here, here are the boundaries. And then... Mm-hmm. How do we protect you in your engagement? How do we protect you before engagement with your boundaries to make sure that your values are honored? Mm -hmm. And that's talking about where we go and what we do with each other and what we do with other people. Mm -hmm. There's there's so much here. I don't want to spend too much time, but there's so much here and just getting clear on things that, that really does help to establish a good and solid foundation for marriage. And when you set your boundaries and get empowered by your boundaries before you're ever even engaged, um, sometimes it helps avoid this tendency that we see in the conservative church of like, you've gone too far. Now you need to get married. Um, We see that, right? Like we've seen that over the years and we still see it today. And we're not saying that that's bad altogether, but we can avoid that if we get empowered by our boundaries in premarital counseling before there's ever even an engagement. So it's not this, oops, we've gone too far. Or, oops, you're pregnant. You need to get married. Like, no, you've been empowered way in advance. You have a lot of reasons why you're setting the boundaries that you're setting. And you have accountability now that right. you have a premarital counselor in your corner. Right. Number four is we elevate the experience of... Um, of premarital marital counseling from just a checklist item, like, oh, that's probably a good idea, <laughs> to like, it's more of an experience. Mm-hmm. And so um, when it becomes an experience, people are all in. Like, I want to get every ounce of this, of, of this counseling, I want to get everything out of it. Mm-hmm. And I want to learn more and more about my spouse. I want to get, 
or soon to be spouse, I want to learn tools. We want to work toward, you know, connection yeah. with questions. There's so much that you can get out of premarital counseling. Um, if it's an experience rather than just, uh, we just got to do this. And we know that a lot of churches require premarital counseling before you actually get married. And we think it's a good thing, but because of that, and because of, uh, people doing it as an engagement wedding checklist item, you know, the hard part of that is it becomes just that it becomes, Mm -hmm. Hey, I have this checklist item Buy the dress, get the flowers, set the venue. Oh yeah. And get premarital counseling. Or if their pastor is doing the counseling or someone Mm -hmm. in the church, then it's like a scheduling problem and Oh, it's just a hassle and I don't want to burden them. And maybe that you get one session or Mm -hmm. it's, we've seen this a lot of times. So, um, doing this before may give you a little, lot more leeway of, you know, options and chances to do it and just focus on the relationship. Yeah. Focus on the relationship and relationship building rather than just let's get this done because that's, this is what we need to do in order to marry. Mm -hmm. So, um, the last one is grow as individuals and as a couple. Um, and this is really tagged in with everything else we've talked about, but through counseling, you get to know yourself a lot better. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just an outcome of good counseling. You have a neutral third party challenging you with um, conversation templates, giving you tools, equipping you. Oh, this is what ought to be happening. Right. This is what ought to be happening in premarital counseling. But you have all of this and it really helps you with introspection, helps you grow, and it helps both of you rise to the level of the person that God intended you to be for yourself and for each other and ultimately for your mission as a couple. Mm -hmm. And if you can do all of that before you're even engaged – man, you're going to be so much more equipped and um, so much more of a grown person before you get married. Yes. So that kind of uh, closes that section of the why you should get counseling before um, before engagement. Now, people, another question people ask is when, you know, mm-hmm. when should we do this? I don't want to, you know, like three months after I meet this guy, I'm like, Hey, uh, we need to do counseling. He's like, what are you serious? <laughs> you know, I thought I was the guy supposed to be asking you and you're telling me we need to go to counseling. Isn't this kind of advanced? <laughs> so when should we? Yeah. So obviously we don't have like an age for you or an exact, like once you've been talking for this many months, nine like, months, <laughs> no, we don't have an exact time frame for you, but there are a few considerations. Um, first of all, if you're not even the age that you would consider your parents or pastor would consider, um, uh, able to get married. You know, we, we referenced 15 earlier, like, yeah, we know couples start dating sometimes at 15, 16, but you're not ready to get married at that age, then you probably are not ready for premarital counseling yeah. yet. I think we would have been ready at like 20 because we got married at, I was 21 mm-hmm. and she was uh, 19. Mm-hmm. So we were young. So we were engaged at 18 and 20. Yes. And I think we could have benefited. Actually, maybe before then. From yeah. premarital counseling at like early 18, early 20, like maybe a year before we got married. It's funny though, perspective, you know, we got married, what, 13 years ago. Yeah. So pers- perspectives on counseling and premarital counseling have changed a, a good deal mm-hmm. since even then. Yeah. Um, but, and I probably would have been like, are you serious? I'm 19 and you want to get counseling, you know, <laughs> and she's a lot younger. Yeah. Um, but we were serious even then. That's really what tells you like, what is your, um, what is your motivation mm-hmm. for, for this relationship? If it's to get married, then 
you know, you probably should be count, like be getting counseling yeah. Yeah. sooner maybe than you realize. Like I remember the camping trip, which was the summer before we got married. Yeah. Um, so it was almost a full year before we got married. And we were realizing like we could get married soon. Like, yeah, we were, we're not just teenagers that are just in love. Like we could get married soon. We want to get married. And we were sitting around the campfire making a budget, yeah. a grocery budget. Yeah. And we're like, Aunt Alana, how much are apples? She's that, that memory stands <laughs> out to us because apples are important to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I eat an apple a day and keeps the doctor away. Oh man. It's true. It's true. I actually heard. And now all of you maybe who are native, uh, from, Asia, I heard that there is a very similar saying in Chinese. Uh-huh. About so apple please a day. correct, please correct me if I'm wrong. But someone said that uh, to me a while back, so must be true. <laughs> um, we were sitting around the campfire trying to make out a grocery list to see if our, you know, how much do you need to make, and how much do I need to make mm-hmm. in order for us to live together, and. I, how much are food? I don't know how much groceries are. You know, yeah. We were asking all these questions. We how asked, much is a light bill? How much yeah. is you know trash and water? And so we were already looking forward to living together and creating a family and creating, you know. Being married. Being us, yeah. And if you're talking about that, I mean, I think that would have been the point where premarital counseling would have been so good it for It would have been really great. But instead, we got engaged in December. We got married in May. And we had one premarital counseling session while he was in town for a conference in March, right? Like, I think that's pretty typical of, of most, um, couples in our church circles. So that's, that would be the first point, you know, are you talking marriage to, and this is very tight in, we don't have to say too much, but do you discuss the intimate details, Mm um, or your desire for, you know, you, 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 mm-hmm. you guys as a couple yep. in the past, present or future, do you guys talk in intimate details about that and stuff? And by intimate details, we don't just mean sexual things. Okay. No. We're talking about like really private and close details about your past, about Painful your present past or, trauma, uh, um, future desires and dreams, vulnerability. Yeah. If those elements are present, like how much you want that person, if desire is present, yeah. um, then I think that you guys are entering in that stage where this would be premarital counseling would be very helpful. Mm -hmm. And also if you find yourselves having intimate conversation, and at this point we are talking about sexual intimacy and you're finding yourselves having intimate conversation and you're not sure where those boundaries should be. One reason, like we talked about earlier to get um, counseling is for that professional in your corner, that accountability. And by professional, we don't just mean like a licensed therapist, but um, somebody who's been trained to come alongside you. That can be a minister, that can be a mentor, that can be a licensed counselor, et cetera. You know, it's funny. If you're worried about the whole word premarital counseling in that stage, you can just call it like, you know, relationship guidance coaching. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) That might help out. But I hope this was good for a list Mm -hmm. um, uh, of ideas and and Mm -hmm. just just maybe hopefully to get you guys talking about this whole subject. Um, I think that it's very worth it to have premarital counseling. And drum roll. 
I don't know if that's a drum roll. Not really. <laughs> we are so excited. This has been something we have been brewing with our team and with couples that we serve for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And um, it is finally coming to you in just one week on Tuesday, September 14th. We will be sharing with you the first ever Dear Young Married Couple premarital counseling program. And we are calling it Prequipped. It is intentionally named because we want it to be something that equips you as a premarital couple to be ready for a healthy and thriving and intimately connected marriage. Yes, we are very excited about this. We've been working about on this project for almost a year yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a course that's not been thrown together. Mm-mm. We have put lots of time, lots of effort and well, we could say actually years of our counseling experience have gone into this course. And we know that this is going to help. And it already actually has a lot of couples. That's right. It's been beta tested. And so we have couples from all all over the world that have already taken the course. And actually in the course, you see us walking through the tools that we're going to teach you with another premarital couple. Yes. So what we did as we said, you know, it'd be kind of boring just to be teaching this as like talking heads. Like so many courses are just like, here, this is what you do. <laughs> but it's it's another thing to watch us one-on-one in a very, you know, in a professional sense, working with a couple through their premarital counseling mm-hmm. and um, showing like, okay, this is kind of what's normal. This will come up mm-hmm. and teaching tools and practical just practical application of the tools. Yeah. It's really, really helpful to watch. Watch that. And it's entertaining too. It is. It's very real. We didn't script anything with them. We did our counseling such sessions like we would any other premarital couple. And they just gave their written permission to share that with the whole world. So yeah, they're an awesome couple. You, you'll you'll come amazing. to like them. They're actually married now because we recorded everything about like eight months ago and then they got married this summer. Yes. But the benefits that you're going to get from, from this course are huge. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, you would be amazed at how many couples I've talked to in, um, in our sessions, whether they be married or premarital that's, that wish they did this before. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes I'm like, they're, they're like, I wish we would have known these tools way, way long ago. Um, and we, we lay out, uh, a good number, not tons and tons of stuff that's just overwhelming, but yeah. just some of the core foundational principles, attitudes, um, and practical help, practical help. Yeah. yeah. Tools of like, this is what, what you do, or this is what, how you react in this situation mm-hmm. that will guide It'll it'll help so much. It'll truly equip you. It's a seven-week course, and um, the seven weeks are the first one is talking and tuning in, all about communication. Uh, The second week is on conflict resolution, on fighting fair. Um, The third week is on relationship rhythm. That's where we get to the nitty-gritty of Mm -hmm. boundaries and also dating, not just dating as a premarital couple, but the emphasis on dating as a married couple. Mm -hmm. Um, The fourth week is on sex and intimacy. The fifth week is on money, money, money. Um, The sixth week is on family and friends and what friendships look like uh, in the marriage and outside the marriage. And then also on family of origin, where you come from. 
And then finally, the last week, which we think is really one of the one of the many ways that this course is set apart from other premarital programs is it's all about mission and purpose. Mm -hmm. We have you actually write a marriage mission statement, Mm -hmm. a statement that says this is why we as a couple are moving forward together. Here's what God's calling us to do. And we walk you through that. We give you a template and walk you through writing a marriage mission statement. Yes, because there's nothing better for your marriage than both of you standing side by side and moving in the same direction rather than face to face arguing. You know Exactly. <laughs> so we are so thrilled to be bringing this to you and you'll hear more about it on our social media over the coming week, but get ready mark your calendar Tuesday, September 14th. It will be available. 2021. Yes. 2021. If you're listening to this years <laughs> down the road, it's already available. But we want you to be one of the first few couples that experiences it. And if you're listening and you're like, man, I wish I had this when I was dating or engaged. Now I've been married this many years and we're struggling with this and I wish I had it. Gift this to a couple that you want to bless so that they don't experience that same thing. Um, and, And this could be probably the best wedding gift that they could ever ask for. Also would be really cool if you're willing, maybe share with us you know, your desire or maybe what went wrong in your marriage that, that maybe could have been avoided with premarital counseling. That would be really interesting. Yeah, we'd love to Maybe to that. see in the comments or, you know, DM, DM us yeah. and tell us maybe a little bit of your story about yes. how premarital counseling really would have helped. Maybe and maybe talk to other couples or mm-hmm. you know, tell them you need to do this. Yes. Get them off the fence. Right. So we're super excited. We will be sharing more and more details. Please just stay connected with us over the next week so that you can get the info. And um, we'll also have some freebies for you. Actually, right now, we're going to share a freebie with you that you can go get today as you're listening to this. And it's called the First Night Checklist. If you're already engaged and you're planning your wedding, it's coming up, you want to be prepared for that first night. This is actually in the course, but we're giving it to you as a freebie. And so the link to get that checklist is in the show notes or in the description if you're watching it on YouTube. And um, you can just click on that. It's a short but sweet um, practical checklist for preparing for that first night. So we want you to have that. A lot of people say that they have fears about the first night. So this Mm -hmm. should help kind of uh, set the tone and set your expectations. So it's very helpful. All right, guys, that wraps up this episode. And uh, look forward to uh, another episode, another couple episodes on premarital help that kind of guides this whole conversation.